I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Welcome to Oprah's 2020 Visionary Talks. From the stage of my own 2020 vision, Your Life in Focus Tour, WW Weight Watchers Reimagine, and I join forces to bring you candid conversations with some of the world's most famous trailblazers, whose story of wellness will empower you to discover the highest, truest vision for your life. The one and only Jennifer Lopez! wearing that that is a suit there's a three-piece suit can we see what it looks like without the jacket let's see can I see it without the jacket look at that oh look at that I'm still Jenny from the block yes so you were just saying to me this is this is full circle for you because you open the, the tour here. I did, I did. This is where we opened, uh, some of you over here? We opened um, the It's My Party tour where I turned 50 last summer. Um, so it's kind of full circle. This was our first show. This is where we opened and the first time that I sang on stage with my daughter, Emmy. Oh. So it was a special night for us. It was a really special night for us. Well, you've had a lot of special nights. Has 2020 been, <laughs> I mean that in the, there y'all go. <laughs> How do you top the year that you had? What happened? Did, um, you, did you have a vision for that? Because you know we're talking about vision and setting the vision. Or has that been what happened to you last year, been the culmination of what you've been dreaming and envisioning your whole life? I think that's what happened. I yeah. think it was about 10 years since my kids were born. They're, they turned 12 last Saturday. Um, about 10 years where I just decided that I was going to work in a way that I hadn't before and I was gonna grow in a way I hadn't before. Once you have kids, uh, for me, what happened was I realized I had to do better. That I was doing okay, I was doing good, but I had to do better. And that's what happened. And I think last year, this or this year that's happening, yeah. um, my 50th year, which is crazy to think that that happened. But you know what? Because isn't it true, I, I read that you said somewhere, and it was just the best definition, you said you don't feel like you're aging, you just feel like yourself. So the number right. doesn't even mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to me. I, I honestly feel the same way I did when I was 28 and put out my first record. I do. And I think it's a mindset of just continuing to 
realize that I'm still growing. And so long as I'm still growing, there's still somewhere to go, that there's more to journey, that just because I turn 50, it's not over. No. No, that's what I realized. It's not over. I do, we're just like we're, at halftime right now. At the half. <laughs> Speaking of halftime. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of halftime, we had never seen anything like that in our lives. lives we had never seen anything like that so I'm curious as to just before you and Shakira just before you went on you're watching Shakira right you know you got to go out there and kill it were, were, were there butterflies were you thinking wow you, you, you just can't do better than a hundred and something million people around yeah. the world what were you thinking and feeling waiting to go on okay so a, a lot of things a right. lot of things but mostly I you know I know I have a big show I'm in the zone, I'm focused, I have put in the work, so I feel really good. And it was different because my daughter was gonna be singing, so I had my little concern on her over there, but yeah. she's kind of like standing there going like this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, she's good. Uh, you got to focus on you right now. And I, I don't know, I just, I just, I think I just felt like as I was watching Shakira, I was very still. And I saw that she was killing it, and I was like, okay, okay, here we go. Here we go, this is it. And you know, it's weird, because I think most people who perform at the Super Bowl, they don't have to split it like that. That's right. So they just go out there, the and stage they do gets it, built, done and it. they duck. But I had to actually stand there for like six minutes or more, just like waiting. waiting. You know? And looking at, you know, three times the size of this, of people, you know, and I'm like, all right, we're about to tear this stadium down. And you said, <laughs> and you did. You said you wanted little girls all over the world to be proud of yeah. everything that they are. So you were dancing for yourself. You were also dancing for girls all over the world. Yeah, I mean, I knew, there were certain things I knew when they asked me to do the Super Bowl. I was like, I'm gonna close with Let's Get Loud. I'm gonna close with Let's Get Loud. And, and that was a definite. And I knew that I wanted to put uh, forth a message because I knew who I was representing. I knew I was representing not just myself, but women, Latinos, and, and everybody, and all humans. And what I wanted, everybody, every little girl, and I decided I was gonna put like, I was like, how many girls will you let me have on the field? You know what yeah. I mean? They were like, you can have 50. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. Um, and I just wanted them, I, I, the message that was very clear to me that needed to be said was, be proud of who you are and don't ever be afraid to use your voice and get loud in the face of injustice or anything that you don't agree with. Was, I heard you say that singing on the stage with Emmy was, was really cathartic for you. What was that like as a mother, as a singer? Perform what, what, what was that? I mean, that? it's just, as I think of it, I just, you know, I get, my whole body fills up with so many emotions because, you know, she came up in these pods and she started the song without me. And then by the time she came over to me, it was such a huge celebration. And I'm wrapped there in the American flag that on the other side is a Puerto Rican flag. And... I'm looking at her and she's singing Born in the USA. I was born in the USA. And yes, yes and I was just, yeah, and we both yelled at each other. 
because I'm going to live my life. And to see her with so much joy, be so much in her own power, so young, and all the little girls around me just dancing and, and going off. And it was such an amazing feeling. It's hard to describe. It's hard to describe how proud I was, how did it fill you up? Exhilarated I was. It filled you up. It did. Yeah. It did. It yeah. was amazing. And so I think everybody she, got that at home. Everybody got that. Did she come out that way? Was she the, always that child? <sighs> she, she's quiet, you know? She's an angel. She's a thinker. I was, she came out to me. She was an angel. I used to look at her when I would hold her when she was little, both my babies. But I was like, this, she's an angel. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm, does every mom feel that way? I think so. And, um, but she was always quiet. My son is like very like loud and rambunctious and full of energy. And Emmy's like the opposite. She's the yin to his yang, you know? And, uh, but she feels very comfortable performing and singing on stage. So when did you see that, that she had the ability to do that on stage? Um, I didn't know. I always thought she was really shy. And then when I, was gonna direct my first video for Limitless, the song mm -hmm. that I did with Sia, that you, you yes. guys opened yes. with today. Um, I directed my first video and I was saying I needed a little girl in the video. And she heard me like prepping it and talking about it. And, and she came to me, she was like, uh, mom, I can do it. And I was like, I'd never thought about putting them in the business or to work or anything. I, did, I just didn't want that for them. Cause I work with a lot of kids. And it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure. And I was like, no, baby, it's, videos are really hard. They're long hours. Long days, yeah. You don't wanna do that. And you know, I, I go on and I start casting girls and seeing and, and, and she comes back and Alex is like, you should put Emmy in the video. She really wants to do the video. And I was like, Alex, I don't, I don't wanna. And then she's, and then Uncle Benny, you should put Emmy Benny in the Medina. video. And I'm like, you guys, I don't want to put, I, mean, I don't want her working. It's, it's a lot. And I'm directing for the first time. And what if I have to tell her something? Yeah. What if I have to be like, do that better? You yeah. know? <laughs> like, I don't want that. And she was like, mommy, I, I, I really can do it. I can do it. I, I promise. I said, if you do it, you got to see it through. You have to see it all the way through. She was like, okay. And she did it. And when she got on the set, and she started singing and she started acting because it was more of an acting thing in the video where she had to kind of make believe. It was all green screen, so it was all her in, in the imagination. I said, you represent every woman, the little girl inside every woman, okay? And, and, and what an uphill climb it is to be born a woman. It's, it's right from the beginning. I said, and, and I want you just to struggle going up this hill like your foot's stuck and you gotta pull it out and you gotta keep climbing, you gotta keep going. She's like, okay, okay. <laughs> and she's dressed in like man clothes yeah, yeah. that she sheds throughout the video. And then she's at the top singing. And we did the first take all the way through. And she was a natural. And I was like, and what? I look, she was a natural. I know. You were and like I look at her and I go, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm crying. My, everybody on my team has been with me for 20 something years. They all saw when they were born and everything. We're all looking at her, we're all like with tears in our eyes, like, oh my God, she was much littler then than she is now. It was a couple years ago. And 
I, that's when I knew. I was that like, she had it. She had it. Yeah. And she could do whatever she wanted with it. She didn't have to do it, but she could do whatever she wanted with so it. So you were pretty confident and assured that it was going to be exactly what it was for the Super Bowl. For the Super Bowl, that was we had gone on tour. Like I said, we opened the tour last year, and she would sing a little bit of Limitless with me. And I wanted her to just do opening weekend, which was the two LA shows. And she wound up singing it. We were on tour for like 30 shows. And she was, I was like, you don't have to do it every night. She was on tour with me anyway. And she's like, no, I want to. And she would come out every night and do her little part. And it was a very special part of the show, but we had choreographed it without her just in case she didn't want to do it. But she did it every single night and she enjoys it. So I knew the Super Bowl was even a smaller part for her. And I didn't want to, and I, when I asked her, I said, if you don't want to do this again, you don't have to do it. And she's like, she acts like she doesn't care a little bit, <laughs> but she cares, like she wants to do it. So. But she did it and yeah, she just has fun with it. Yes, so that was such an incredible performance. I mean, people were like calling everybody yeah. about it yeah, and yeah, watching yeah. it in real time. Were you were su surprised then when some people thought it was a little much? Some people started complaining. About the was, sexy part? About the sexy part. Were you surprised? No, I wasn't. No, no, I, I, it didn't bother me. It was such a beautiful night, and it was, it was so well-received. Like, to listen to, like, the, the small faction of people who yeah. thought it was too sexy or trying to do, say something negative, yeah. it would have been a sin for me to, like, concentrate Even take on that. that. In. Yeah, like, Even take that no. in. That is so good. Are you really good about that? Have you reached a point in your career where other people's judgments do not impact how you see or judge yourself? Finally, yes. You've gotten there? Yeah, finally. That is, that is. And it was just recent too. It wasn't really? like some, yeah, again, these are journeys that take a long time. Like first you have to figure out, oh, I'm not loving myself enough. I need to figure that part out. And now I have Which to Which is what I was saying to the woman over there. Take care And everybody of in this room, listen to J-Lo. <laughs> Well, you, you're true. raised to think, oh, if I take care of everybody else, I'm a good person. You know what I mean? I, I put myself last. A lot of women are, in my family, that's how we were raised, especially Latinos. Like, you know, everybody comes before you. I'm last. I'll eat last. I'll get dressed last. I didn't even take a shower. It's fine. You know, like, yeah. that's how you're raised. And you need, you come to the realization that, oh, it's not that. Like, I actually have to take care of myself so I can take care of everybody else better. I read where you said you've come to a place now, because this is the truth, y'all. The 40s and 50s are it. Oh my so anybody God. who's thinking it's true. they're dreading the 40s, it doesn't even start to make sense. No, it's not It's not Until over. you hit 40. It's, not only is it not over, it's just getting started. It's just started. beginning. It's just beginning. So that it's is true. It's so truth. true. We're like together, right? Yes, the it's so true. <laughs> and, and you've gotten to the place no. now through your 40s and now at 50 where you feel yeah. the most comfortable and the most powerful. That's how it's supposed to be. That's absolutely how it feels. And, it, and it's a journey to get there where you get to the point where you realize and you're giving yourself the credit, you're giving yourself the path about like, I've done well, I've done good, I've worked on myself, I've tried to be better, I'm gonna keep on growing, I'm gonna keep, and when you get to that place where you're not in, encumbered with what other people think of you and what you're doing, and you're just doing it for yourself and your own individual fulfillment and happiness and doing things in the right way, nothing can stop you after that. Nothing can stop you. So let's talk about 
that growth. You married in your 20s. A couple times. A couple times. <laughs> I was gonna just skirt on by that, but okay. <laughs> married in your 20s. Yeah. And now engaged at 50. Yes. What, what, <laughs> what do you know now about love that you didn't know then? Again, and I think this is a key to life, that I had to love myself and be okay on my own before I could be in a healthy relationship. Okay, so were you at the point before you met him? Um, Alexander. Alexander. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. <laughs> were you at the point where you could be alone just before yes. you met him? Yes. You could, yeah. Yes. It was like getting there. Like, I think once I got divorced, and I had to kind of re-examine my whole life because I never, I waited to have kids. I had kids when I was 38. Um, that, I, I, because I never wanted to not be with the person I was with and had kids with. Yeah. And I just felt like, I don't know, like I needed to, when, when we got divorced, it was such a, like the lowest time of my life. I felt like I had failed miserably and that I was not going to give my kids what they needed and I just didn't know what to do. And so I had to kind of regroup at that time. And was that your own personal feeling about that marriage and situation or was that part of that ingrained in what you're taught, taught culturally? Taught culturally, yeah. that, that you have to be together. Like, you can't raise kids without a man and a woman there, a mother and a father. And I think they do need their father. They do need their mother and their father. But your happiness has to be a part of that. Yes. Has to be. Because you bring your full happy self to your children. Yes. That's what people need to know. Right. So you shouldn't stay in bad situations for your children because your children just grow up with two people in a bad situation who are unhappy. It, it doesn't, that is everybody's unhappy. Yes, and everybody ends up being unhappy. So, do you think that you and Alex had worked on yours, had done the work for yourselves? Yeah. Because I always say this, you are looking, you can't look for somebody else to make you whole. You gotta try to bring your whole self. Yeah, that's the thing, you have, I feel like now, I'm good no matter what. No matter what, if I'm with somebody, if I'm not with somebody, Jennifer's happy. I'm happy. And that, that I didn't even know I could be. <laughs> so you've gotten time. over the fear of being alone. You've yeah, that fear of being alone and like if I'm not with somebody, I'm gonna be so lonely, I'm gonna be miserable. It's like, no, what are you talking about? Your life is amazing and you're, you're doing what you dreamed of and you have these beautiful kids and what are you thinking? Like, so how did you do the work? Did you actually do therapy? I did, did you therapy. Do pray? I prayed yeah. a lot. You meditated? I, medit I learned to meditate. I, I, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of Louise Hay books. Mm -hmm. um, I met Louise Hay. Good. <laughs> I was You're like, good. Louise, yeah. help. I'm getting divorced. What do I do? <laughs> I feel like crap. Help me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, whatever I could. I, I, I was around the people in my life that were older, more experienced, who could help me. You know, Which I, I, think I heard you like being around older people. I love being around older people. Yeah. Always have since I was in my 20s. The experience and the wisdom that they have is so priceless to me. And I've always been fascinated. Like, I was always that person, like, 
20-something years old on a movie set and had like my 50-year-old girlfriend with me, you know? I mean, they were like, what? Yeah, but, and my young girlfriends do, but I always had somebody like that, like a sage in my life, somebody who was guiding me. So now you're engaged. Does it matter yes. to you when you get married? You know, once you get, before you get engaged, everybody's like, when are they going to get engaged? I know. When and then you get engaged, you're like, when, when are they going to get, get married? married? Yes. Are you going to have kids? Are you going to have kids <laughs> together? <laughs> yes. Yes. Does it matter to you when you get married? No. No, it doesn't. It's so funny because when we first got engaged, I was like, oh, we're going to get married in a couple months. Like, your old thinking comes like right back, like all that hopeless romantic that made me get married three times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, came like rushing back and then I was like, wait, if we're gonna be together for the rest of, he's like, whatever you wanna do, like we can talk about it. I said, but I said, if we're gonna be together for the rest of our lives, what is the rush? If that's what we're really gonna do, if we're really gonna be partners, if we're really gonna try to build something together that we both never had or never felt like we had, which is a, a family, with a, with, a, with a husband and a wife and a mother and father, and we embrace all our children and we, and we show them and, and something that we didn't have. Wow. You know? And how are you all doing that? Because it's one thing for him to co-parent your kids, you to co-parent his kids, and then the, working with all of the, the, other. uh, the others. <laughs> yes. How does that work? You know, it's, it's, it's the navigation. You have to navigate it. Everybody's a different personality. Mark has a very different life. His, his, uh, the mother of his children has a very different life than what we have. And we all kind of fill in the blanks for each other. And we give the kids all different experiences. Has it, does everybody come together at some point to say, this is how we're gonna do it? Or who's running that show? Are you the one running the show? I think with show? me and Alex, we, yeah. we talk a lot about it. Then he'll talk to Cynthia and then I'll talk to Mark and then we'll kind of coordinate. And I, of course, talk to Cynthia. And you know what I mean? So we have a, a network, the kids have a network of people who love, adore them, and want the best for them. And I think we figure it out as we go. We've been figuring it out as we go. And how would you describe yourself as a mom? <laughs> oh, um, I think the, the first thing that comes to my mind is loving. Yeah. I'm a loving mom first. Are you a good mom? I think I'm, I think I'm a really good mom. And what makes, think, you really good, what, make, what makes you a really good mom? I Why think I'm a really good mom because I relate to my kids in a way that doesn't make them feel less than me. Yeah. That where they feel like they can talk to me, I talk to them, we talk to each other with love, respect, you know, um, they, I want to be around them, they want to be around me. Yeah. And I think that's, I, I always said I wanted to create a home that they always want to come back to. That's my goal. Like yeah. everything about it, you know, that there's, they're, they're never going to be judged there. They can say whatever they want to say. They're going to be supported, but they're going to be given boundaries. They're going to be given, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I wonder about rich, famous people. Yeah. Like how. Yeah, because I didn't grow up rich or famous, so I have to deal with that now. Yeah. I mean, seriously. For I, my kids, and I'm like, ew, what do you, are how you, do you spoiled? Raise, like, what's happening right now? How do you raise kind kids who have their own ambitions when they are raised with everything. You know, I was just so used to being poor that when you yeah, got anything, too. you're just like happy. You're so happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when you have everything and yeah, everybody McDonald's, has things so to happy. degrees, you know what we're talking about, right? You all want your kids to have a better life than you. Yeah. How do you make- And then when you do that, yes. there's a whole new set of problems. 
Yes. Right? So, so how do, they have the, a better life than me, yes. than I grew, had growing up. They can have what, mostly whatever they want. They go to good schools. They have... Are they on allowances? Do they make up no, their beds? No, no. Yes. They, like, Emmy was like, I have to clean my room. I was like, yes, you do. Today. Not tomorrow. You know, yeah. like, they have chores. But they also, I think for me, it's important that they see me working hard. That you have to work hard for things. Like, when, things are not going to be given to you. When you started dated, dating Alex, did you have a family meeting with the kids to tell them? That we were dating? Yeah. No, I think they just started seeing him come around, and little by little, we kind of eased into it. And then we went on a family trip so all the kids could be together. And that was like a big step for us. And that we talked to them about. Like, I was like, we're going to go on a trip with Alex. You know Alex and his girls. Do you like Alex? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you know, I was like, okay. And because what if they just, said, no, we don't? Then we would have had issues, right? We would have yeah. to sit there and be like, well, well, why don't you like him? Is there yeah. something? You know, I would have wanted to know. What are you yeah. feeling that I'm not feeling, right? <laughs> um, but it wasn't that. It was like, no, they really, they really liked him. Max even said something. I remember this conversation with him, even though it's like now three years ago now. He said something like, no, Alex is the only one who ever, doesn't ever get mad at me. Because Max is the one who gets in trouble in the house. And he's like, he's the only one who never gets mad at me. Like, he had so much patience with him because he's, like, he's all over the place. And he's the most beautiful boy and the most loving boy. But he will knock this over in a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people are like, Max! You, all you hear through the house is like, Max! All the time. <laughs> And, uh, and Alex had this amazing patience with him, which I hadn't realized, because he does get that. Okay, so here's the question. What made you say about Alex, yes, you're the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? What are the qualities? It was, it was different. It was different than anything I had ever experienced in the sense of his consistency, like what he says, he does. Mm. Every time. And that, you know, is big. Big. You know, and he also wanted, he wants to build together, which I've never had. I've never had, you know, somebody who wants to see me shine and grow and be, I, I think him being in my life was a big part of what happened this year. Wow. You know what I mean? Because he allowed me to kind of just like, you know what I mean? And it wasn't like, get back down here, you know, or... Or don't outshine fear. me. Yeah, well, don't I've, had that, me. I've had that with Stedman all these years. He always wants the best for me. Yes. Always wants the best yes. for me. You want someone who wants the best for you. Best for you. And who also sees in you even more potential than you see in yourself. Yes. And yes. you're like, really? Really? Yeah. 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 That thing. And I think Alex has done that. And I do that for him. He always says I do that for him. And so we have that kind of like mirror quality for each other. Okay, we got to talk about that green dress. Oh, God. This past fall, you created a stir when you wore the green Versace dress that you made famous nearly 20 years ago. Did you feel differently in it last year, this past fall, than 20 years ago? I did. I felt very different. You felt better. I mean, look, look at look, the two look different at that. pictures. Um, you know what it felt like? Well, there was a lot attached to it because I was, I'm friends with Donatella yeah. for many years now. And when I met her, Gianni had just passed away. And so she was devastated. And it took her a long time 
to recover from that if you ever really recover from something right. like that. But I, I just have such an affinity for her. And so that has always lived with us. And when she asked me to do this, she, we were sitting together at an event and she said, Jen, do you know it's the 20 year anniversary from when you wore the green dress? And I go, no, I didn't know that. I was already counting. Has it been that long? <laughs> She's like, yes. She goes, and I'm gonna do a whole runway show dedicated to that print, because it's an, now has become yeah. like an iconic thing for Versace, that jungle print is what they call it. And I said, oh, great, that's awesome. Thought she was gonna invite me to the show or whatever. And she goes, no, I want you to wear the dress again and walk at the end. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, and I said yes, like right away. Like, it was just like a split second, and then I was like, yes, whatever you need. Uh, of course I'll do that for you. And I didn't really think about it, but then when I wore it and I put it on, and I was like, oh my God, I feel I'm stronger now. I'm in better shape now than I was then. Yes. And so I'm like backstage, like doing that. Feeling Playing it. with the dress. Feeling it, yes. yes. Like, okay. And I had never walked in a runway show. So that was my first time really doing that. So I was like, what is this like? You know what I mean? So I had like a little bit of butterflies. And it was a surprise on top of that. So, you know, you know when you're oh, part of a big surprise. And she was like, everybody's going to go crazy. It's going to be amazing. And everybody you know? did. Everybody and I was did. like, you think so? I was like, okay, I'm excited. And it was walking around, it was a round runway like that, like a big circle. And as I came out and I walked and I saw everybody start standing up, including Anna Wintour. Well now. And I was like, was Anna Wintour standing up? <laughs> but I just kept going and I, I walked all the way out and, and the music was, it, it was just like, you know when everything comes together yes. in a perfect moment? Like the music felt great to me and we were there and Everybody's smiling. And, and you look like, so good. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. Then uh, you posted the picture of you in the white bikini that literally oh, yeah. went viral and right. started people all over the world. I love that. that posting that, that themselves. Happened. No, I love that, that you guys did that. And, yeah. <laughs> Relax this and recharge. This was after the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah. So I was in pretty good shape, but I also was exhausted. And so I took like a little time and I was just relaxing. And that's why I said relaxed and kind of recharged. Recharging. I was recharging. Because how long did it take you to recharge after that? Oh I man, mean, a couple weeks. Yeah. A couple weeks. It, I felt like I had got hit by a truck after the Super Bowl. And I think it was because I started filming Hustlers the, I started working on Hustlers of February before, so a year ago. And I went from Hustlers to the tour, to Hustlers coming out, to filming a movie that I just did called Marry Me, to the Super Bowl, and it's nonstop. So I think once, I was just like trying to get to the Super Bowl and finish, and when I finish, I literally, the next day, <laughs> I looked so crazy, I was like. <laughs> not move from the bed like my legs weren't working they weren't working it was done that's because they like, had worked that pole the <laughs> night before <laughs> 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 
And those legs said, we don't have to do another thing today. And we were done. Oh my God. First of all, in, in, in Hustlers, that you learn to pole dance, we've read all that. And the first time you, actually, you had to do the shot, were you nervous about? I was, I was so terrified. My heart was beating out of my chest. Now, I wear sexy costumes. It's not a big deal. On stage, you know, I do my body suits. You know, we all do it. All the girls do it. We're, yeah. we're fine. But I have like three pairs of tights on and I'm like, you know what I mean? And there's like mesh all through the arms. Like, and we're really covered. That's why I was a little bit with the Super Bowl. I was like, okay, I was so covered, like so much. <laughs> it was yeah. like having a wetsuit on. Like it was yeah. that thick. Yeah. You know, um, but with hustlers, you know, when you're an actress, it's a totally different thing. You know, I'm in a, my comfort zone being myself when I'm on stage as Jennifer. When I'm playing a character like Ramona, who was a, basically a lifetime stripper. She started when she was very young. In my mind, I created yes. all this. And when, <laughs> it wasn't all there in the script. You have to make this yeah, stuff up. You have to, you it's have to called create, acting. It's called acting. It's called acting, Okay. Yes. And, we, <laughs> and the whole idea of her, she was the star of the club, the person who knew the game who knew how to run the whole, who knew what everybody was thinking. She was just an amazing character. And I knew I in had- In charge all the time. In charge yeah. all the time. And in this moment, you know, getting up on stage in what was a dental floss. You see, I, I, I tried to start with a coat on. Like, I was like, this would be nice. <laughs> Trying to convince the director. <laughs> She's like, yeah, okay, but you gotta lose it right away. I was like, no, 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 I will, I will, I will. But it was, it was more exposed physically and emotionally than I had ever done in a movie. So it was, as I'm walking to the stage on that day, I'm literally with my producing partner, Elaine Goldsmith-Thomas, and she's behind me, and we're walking to the set like we do 10 times a day when you're m making a movie, back to the trailer, back and forth, you know. And they're like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, 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 so ready. <laughs> and I turn to Elaine and I go, I'm nervous. <laughs> she goes, what? You're nervous? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> she goes, yeah, you got this. And I go, yeah, yeah, no, I got this, I got this. And <laughs> my heart is beating out of my chest. And it's just in that moment you realize the vulnerability but also the power and the balls and the bravery it takes to get up there and do that. Because even yes, you're doing that person who does that, yes, yes. right? And so all of that's going through my mind, and it's 300 extras, mostly men in the audience. They're still men. They're not like fake people. They're yes. real people. They're still about to They're see it all. They're men who are gonna stick dollar bills in They're Ramona's butt. They're about to butt. see it all. Yes, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, what am, I, what am I doing with my life? I'm a mother, this is crazy. <laughs> Why do you do this? Did you discuss the scene with Alex before? No, I, Alex couldn't, here's the funny, Alex couldn't have been more fine with it. He, really? No, no, he, listen, these sports guys, they, they know a strip club or two. Let's, <laughs> they, hey, let's be real. He was helping me with the movie. Really? Yes. He was like, just so you know, the guys going through the back doors and they do this, and I was like, really? <laughs> You really seem to know a lot about this. 
But uh, yeah, it was fun. Could you have done Ramona as well as you did Golden Globe nominee? Minnie thought you should have been Thank nominated you. for an Oscar. Thank First you. of all, did you feel snubbed when people start saying you were snubbed for the Oscar? Did I you? was sad. Oh. I was sad. I was a little sad because there was a lot of buildup to it. Yes. There was so many, I got so many good notices. Like, yeah. More than ever in my career. And there was a lot of like, she's going to get nominated for an Oscar. It's going to happen. It's, you know, if she doesn't, you're crazy. Like, you know, and I'm reading all the articles and I'm going, oh my God, could this happen? And then it didn't. <laughs> and I was like, Ouch. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a little bit of a letdown. Also, I felt like my whole team, like I said, most of my team has been with me for years, 20, 25 years. And I think they had a lot of hopes on that. Yeah. Like, they wanted it, too. Yeah. And I felt like I let everybody down a little bit. But you didn't. I know, but I felt like that. Okay. I felt so, like that for a minute. So you could not have done that had you not gone through this journey to yourself. Absolutely You could not, not have done, Ramona no. couldn't have been the Ramona that we saw, right? No, 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 yeah. no, no. I think, you know, like you said, as you get more mature, as you get older, as you have this experience, this wisdom on you, you have this life on you, you become a better artist. You really do. You become a better singer, you become a better performer, you become better at connecting with people, you become a better actress, because you've lived. You need that life, and some people, are talented actors from the time they're very young. And I was a good actress always. I can, I can say that now yes. to myself, you know? But what I do now is so much different than what I did then. And it's, 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 it's more fun for me because I'm more confident with it. Because if you can say now what you just said, I'm a good actress. Yeah, it was hard for me to say that, but I, I said it. You just said that. <laughs> I just, just said it. Yeah. Okay, so if you can say now that I'm a good actress, yeah. Does it matter to you as much if, if other people say it? No, but, and that's the thing that happened. I think what happened with the Super Bowl, with this whole entire year, with, you know, getting nominated, getting nominated for all these awards and then not getting the Oscar thing, I had to kind of re-examine. I'm like, well, why do you do this? What are you so sad about right now? You just had the most amazing year of your life. You just had... The, biggest opening of a movie in your career. You just walked the runway in Milan and had a fashion moment. You just, like, you're doing the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. What are you, like, what, what? what is it? And you realize that you want people's validation. You want yeah. people to say you did a good job. And I just realized, I was like, no, you don't need that. Okay. You do this because you love it. Do you know that in Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, she speaks of going through that process herself and I was saying to the audience earlier that the question un that underlies everybody's insecurity is, am I enough? Am I enough? Absolutely. Am I enough? Michelle Obama's am felt I it. Enough? I felt it. Am I? That, that is the question. You can cut through the therapy, save yourself a lot of bills. Yes, we're Just telling you. Just go to your therapist and say, the We've question we need the to answer <laughs> is, is, am I good enough? Have you answered that for yourself? I think, uh, like I said, it's a finally thing, and I think it just happened and I needed to go through the Oscar snub, Super Bowl being, you know, what it is. All of the things that I went through in the last year in the best way and in the, the toughest ways. Yeah. Kind of being let down, let you go, oh my God, I don't need that. I'm actually here and I'm okay and I am enough. I don't need this award right here to tell me I'm enough. Yes. I don't need that. And do you still tell, I heard that you tell yourself, Sometimes you're doing good, baby. Yes, 
I, you got to. Yeah. You have to because there's another little voice that's going, you're not doing good enough. Yeah. <laughs> so the outside voice has to go, you're doing good. What's your personal mantra, Jen? I have, I have so many affirmations that I do. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, I've done affirmations for a long, long time. Um, I feel like they really do. That the more, I believe that how you think, and I teach my kids this, your thoughts create your life. And so you have to think positive thoughts all the time. You have to force yourself to think positive thoughts at times. And so I do a lot of different affirmations. I do, I, you know, I'm, I'm open and receptive to all the goodness and abundance the universe has to offer. I, I am in perfect health. My children are in perfect health. We are safe. We are, we are whole. I am whole. I am good on my own. I love myself. I love you, Jennifer. I love the universe. The universe loves me. God loves me. I, I am youthful and timeless at every age. I am enough. Do, do you recognize the fact that you are changing what people believe 50 and beyond can be? You see that, right? You see you're doing that, right? <laughs> I, I, I like that, I have, uh, that I've heard that. I love that. I yeah. love that because I feel like for myself, I'm redefining it. Like, because when I was 20 something years old, I thought at 50, it would be done. <laughs> It'd be done. I was like, I'll be married with kids. I don't know, they'll be in high school. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? like that's what you're programmed to think. And now that I'm here, I realize it's so far from over. Like we said, you're just at halftime. It's not done. There's so much to do. Here's what I know. I know that whatever I've the next 10 years is gonna be, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know it's gonna be better than what has happened. Whoa. That's, that's what I know. And that's the space you live in. That's the space I live in. And I know you believe there's still so much that is undiscovered. Do you, the, the words limitless, is that your word? Do you feel that that's where you are right now? That's my word, that's my word. And, and I think when I went on tour and I, right here in this arena, I said to everybody, you know, you need to understand and believe that you can do anything you want, that we are truly limitless. That was part of the tour, part of me turning 50, part of what I realized in that year or two before that there really are no limits. There's, the only limits are the ones that you put on yourself, the ones that you create in your mind. And when you pull all that away, the sky's the limit. This, the sky is not the limit. The sky <laughs> no, is not the limit. Not the limit. I wanna know how, you know, as we, we, were, we were, met you backstage for just a couple of minutes and I was with um, my uh, guy for social media and he just walked out and he goes, she's so pretty. <laughs> Tell her, it's Joseph. He goes, she's so pretty. <laughs> so when you look in the mirror, do you see the same pretty that we see? <laughs> Let her answer. Don't I try to influence the question. Truthfully and honestly, sometimes. And sometimes, just like everybody else, I see all the things that are wrong, you know, and I don't have Could you all name the hair what those are so we could see what that is? What? <laughs> you know? I know, but no, I mean, there's this. So I, got, look, I feel like I look tired. I feel like, um, you know, different things, you know, that I look, you know, that my nose is crooked, that, you know, my, you know, whatever. And my teeth, I chipped them when I, when I 
singing with the microphone. You know what I mean? Like, but, okay, so are there some days then, okay, look, okay. Are there some days <laughs> where you look at yourself and you go, Really? There are days. Where you there say, "There are days." Okay. All right. I go. Cause I listen. Don't we think it would be a shame to look like this and not know it? No. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, there are days. Yeah. Where I'll look in the mirror, like I'm getting out of the shower, and I'm looking at myself, just my glory, <laughs> you know, and I'm like. Oh, you sexy, you good. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel myself a little bit, you know? Every once in a while, on a good day, after I just came back from the gym and just showered off, and you know, like, you're doing good, you're doing good. Yeah, good. Your 2020 vision for wellness for yourself. How much do you work out? I work out, it depends on what I'm training for, I say. Yeah. You know, um, if I'm more in trainee fight mode, I'm working out five, six days a week. If I'm on more regular, I'm three, four days a week. And I don't go more than an hour in a gym a day. Really? Yeah, that's it. That's all, that's all you need. You need the consistency more than you need to be there killing yourself. You don't yeah. really need that part. I have found. Do you like years. have a regimen? Do you drink eight glasses of water a day? I don't. <laughs> no. I know that's it. Eight glasses of water a day. No, but I do carry around my little bling cup. Yes, I, I saw that in the back. And that makes me drink more water every day because it's just so pretty. Who's got more stamina, you or Alex? Me. You. Really? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And he'll tell you that too. More stamina. Yes. 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 So what's the biggest vision, if there is one, that you hold for yourself for 2020 and beyond? For 2020 and beyond, I think I just, I just want to keep growing. I never want to get stale. You know, I never want to get, like, complacent or, like, bored with where I'm at. I just want to keep making it exhilarating and exciting for myself. Well, you've done that for us today. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer Lopez! That's great. Thank you guys so much! I'm Oprah Winfrey, and I'm delighted to bring you The Oprah Winfrey Show. Hey! The podcast. Starting March 3rd, you can listen to some of the most powerful life lessons. I really never thought of it that way. Brilliant breakthroughs. And aha moments from the show that I believe was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. The podcast features hand-picked moments from the 4,561 episodes we taped over 25 years. I hope that these classic Oprah shows will help to continue to illuminate your path to all that you were meant to be. Subscribe to The Oprah Show, the podcast, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts and begin the journey to your best self. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.
Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening.